doing the dishes is an act, a random act of kindness. But if you're the kind of person that needs to hear um, love, then being told that you made a lovely dinner and that the effort was appreciated is going to mean a lot more than that you, you say, I'm going to do the dishes tonight. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman offers couples a gift guide with items that don't cost a thing. Although, it's not a bad idea to get your spouse a little something. Stay tuned. We launched the Hitched Wine Club to be a recurring reminder for couples to sit down and have a conversation. Sometimes for date night, and sometimes because we're all so busy that we forget to connect with each other. Just the anticipation you feel when an email alerts you that your next shipment will be on your doorstep soon provides a boost of excitement. Now, more than ever, we need to have meaningful, thoughtful conversations, and opening one of our wines provides the perfect catalyst and excuse to open up. With the holiday season here, the Hitched Wine Club also makes a great gift. We have a few different levels for all price points. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link on our homepage to learn more. That's hitchedmag.com. Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hiya, Steve. How are you? I am great. Uh, uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Uh, Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, and the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh... Today, we're going to talk about um, a gift guide for a couple's relationship, and I thought we could have a bit of fun with this this week, uh, kind of go through a list of four, five, six ideas of what people can do or get for the other person, their partner in their life, uh, that will essentially be a gift that kind of keeps on giving. Um, so we're not talking about the latest video game system or anything like that. Uh, and so I'm gonna just kind of like throw this out there into the open and let you kind of run with it a bit. And so, uh, let's just kind of go through a list of, uh, of gift ideas, um, that a cup, like a person can give their spouse. They don't even have to announce it, by the way. They can just do these things at, in, in the holiday spirit of giving. So uh, give me one thing. What is one thing that somebody can give their partner? Okay, so since the number one factor that is what keeps couples together and that master couples do is that they offer each other respect I'm going to say that you can show your partner respect. And I think that couples may say, well, how do you do that? So what you do is that you don't judge them, that you're tolerant, um, that you um, really see them as a person um, in their own right, not expecting them necessarily to be like you. Uh, and that you accept them for who they are. 
Okay. Um, you know, a lot of the things I sort of I, I sort of want to um, give an overview um, because I think that if we put people's mindsets in the right way, this will be a lot easier. If if you think in terms of the kinds of things that you did in the beginning of your relationship, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be much easier to think about what's okay. I'm going to actually ask you to repeat the part about going through the date, what you were doing when you first started dating, because you broke up quite a bit there. So if you wouldn't oh, mind repeating sorry. that really quick, that's okay. Okay, so. If you think in terms of the kinds of things that you did for each other when you were first dating, then that's going to allow you to make this an easy task. Um, you don't really have to stretch your imagination. You don't have to really you know, ponder, oh, what should I do? What should I do? Just think back to the small but very significant things that you did when you were first dating each other. So it's almost like uh, just remember, like just remember where you came from kind of a thing. Sure. To, to, mm-hmm. uh, I mean you hear this a lot with people who – it's interesting because you hear that is kind of a mentality process for people who have achieved some success in their life. And in order for them to stay grounded, they always reflect on where they came from. How did they get here? And that almost Mm -hmm. seems like we're trying to do the same thing in relationships. When you've reached that level of success in your relationship where you're comfortable in your marriage, the gift that you do is going back and reflecting on where you came from. How did you get to here? How did you get to this point? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that, you know, very often when couples come in and say to me that they had a good week, I will say, tell me what you did. Mm. Because when you know what you did that worked, then keep doing it. So again, just like you're saying, what did you do in the beginning that worked to please your partner where you finally decided to make a commitment to each other? And that's the stuff that you should be doing now. Mm-hmm. It's funny because we, it seems it seems so obvious. Like, so what did you do that worked? And just do it again. But we we don't do that, right? Like we always seem to find the hard road a lot of times. Well, I think that what happens is that so much of what we do in life, because we're so busy, we do mindlessly. We don't stop and think about it. So, you know, the question sort of um, points people in the direction of being more mindful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, Okay. So I want to move on to the second item on our gift guide that we're going to give couples. So the first one is respect. What is what is number two? Uh, following that is appreciation. Okay. So again, um, letting the other person know that you appreciate the little things that they do. Um, letting it also lets the person know that they matter, that what they do matters. Um, too often we take each other for granted. Uh, we might be thinking, oh yeah, it was really great that you know they made dinner every night, but we don't say it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it would be very helpful if we expressed to each other that we are grateful uh, for the things that we do for each other. Okay. It will. It, it really doesn't cost anything, but it goes a very long way. When now, when you also mention appreciation, uh, you're saying this. Uh, this expression of appreciation through words is 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 it 
just through words or are there physical things that you can do as well to kind of drive home the point so I, I'm just thinking of you meant you gave the example of dinner you know making a, a nice meal or something saying to your spouse yeah, that was delicious I really appreciate you cooking this meal um, would it be any more or less meaningful if, if you just went ahead and said let me take care of the dishes tonight um, it's going to depend on the person okay because if we go back to Gary Chapman's book on the five languages of love, doing the dishes is an act, a random act of kindness. But if you're the kind of person that needs to hear mm-hmm. um, love, then being told that you made a lovely dinner and that the effort was appreciated is going to mean a lot more than that you, you say, I'm going to do the dishes tonight. Okay. And if you don't know what your spouse's love language is, does it hurt to hedge your bet? <laughs> oh, it can never hurt to hedge your bet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, we now have respect and appreciation. Uh, what else are we filling the stocking with this year? We're filling the stocking with something that is very valuable. Time. Time. I love it. Yeah, we're giving each other time. Okay. It's very valuable because even though we all have the same exact amount of time, and you know, some people have probably read this on Facebook or somewhere else, that that's the time is the equalizer. Everybody's got the same amount of time. It doesn't matter whether you're male, you're female, what your race is, what your ethnicity is, you know, how old you are. We all have the exact same amount of time in a given day. What varies is what you do with it. Mm-hmm. Most most of us will end up shortchanging our partner because we, you know, sort of again take them for granted and figure, well, they'll be there. So if we can give them some time, but that time has to truly be where you are present. In other words, that for instance, you say, how was your day? And you truly listen to the response. Okay. And now when you say time too, is that. Uh, part is part of that prioritizing. Is that a way to find that time? Because I know a lot of people are like, yeah. "Well, hell, you you say give them more time, and I'm going to tell you, I've got 35 things on my to do lists in the next month and a half." Right. So just making the priority and saying no, you know, spending time with you is is more important. And so once a week, I'm going to put those 35 things after we spend 20 minutes together that alone is is the gift Mm -hmm. and i would add that it's that sacrifice if you even want to call it a sacrifice but it is that prioritization is what makes it such a gift because there are other things you could be doing with your time but you're choosing your spouse during that time frame correct okay correct um and and I love the equalizer, the meritocracy of time, as in we all have 24 hours in a day. It doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are. That's all you get um, because it is so true. Now, we don't know how many days we have on this earth, right, but right. we do know that in this given day, there are only 24 hours, period, end of story, which, by the way, is why I don't like when people tell me that they're going to, you know, they give 110%. That's crap. There's only 100% to give. There is no more than that. So uh, just like you can't work 25 hours a day. 
Um, okay, so we now have uh, respect, appreciation, and time. This sounds like it's going to be a good holiday season. What else do we have for them? I don't think it would hurt to maybe do a chore that normally your mate does. Okay. Um, it's just an nice little extra just a nice little extra take something off of them their plate um allows them either to uh lessen their load a little bit or get to something else that they need to get to or actually gives them a chance to rest or something you know have some downtime themselves so doing a chore that they would normally do i was gonna say that uh Doing a chore for your spouse almost encompasses a lot of the other things we've already talked about. It it demonstrates a respect for what they do. It gives mm-hmm. them time. So it, you're not giving your time, but you're providing them time by taking something yes. off their plate for them. Mm-hmm. And it also shows a level of appreciation for what they do. And it might even give you some appreciation for some of the things that they do that you might take for granted because you now see – you know what a what a time suck it is or how difficult it may be or whatever the chore it might be that you're doing for them mhm mhm absolutely absolutely um can, can, give me one give me another one what else do we have for our uh lovely couples this week well certainly couldn't hurt to demonstrate some affection and some hugs mm. we know that hand holding lowers blood pressure mm-hmm. we know that hugs are very very vital um that it's it's really important to show that affection i mean having a little intimacy physical intimacy isn't bad either but you know at the very least show each other affection Mm-hmm. Now, because uh, and <laughs> affection, hugs, intimacy, and I like how you started with hugs or hand holding or something like that because that takes such little effort. Like you almost have to try not to do those things, right? Uh, because it just requires so little effort. The intimacy thing, uh, you often hear, and we see it a lot on Hitched, where people say they don't have time or they're too exhausted. Right. Um, and I think this gets into some of the things that you we have already brought up about, well, if you do a chore for them, maybe they will have the energy to be intimate. If they're constantly telling you that you're too tired, help them out. Why make it so hard? Right. Right. Um, right. And the, the you mentioned the, the, the blood pressure thing with the hugs. It's also a stress reliever, intimate touch, mm-hmm. um, releases dopamine. Like there's all sorts of like really great things that happen with just physical touch that we we scientifically know happens, and particularly right. with somebody that you're close with, which is different. Like we, there are benefits to to like touching and hugging uh, strangers, and I say strangers as in like friends and those types of people, not just random people you're touching on the street. Um, but there is like superpowers given to those who are your spouse, who you have that deep, deep bond with. And we know that through science as well, which is super fascinating. Right, right. So, you know, you can be have to drive somewhere because you have a, a task to do, a chore to do, but you could be holding hands in the car. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's... You, you know, you're still doing what you have to do, but you're lowering your blood pressure or, you know, making the stress a little bit easier because you're holding hands. Um, so that's an easy one and it will reap a lot of benefits. 
And that actually, now that you mention it that way too, of like in the car, like I immediately think about like holiday travel because I do a lot of that usually, uh-huh. right? And so <laughs> you're going to be in the car and you're going to be going maybe into a, a hostile environment or maybe not. Uh, it might be the stress of trying to do a lot of shopping. It might be stress of spending money that you may or may not have or you just don't like spending money. Um, it could be conversations that you're about to walk into. There could be a lot of things that can add stress during this time of year. So just knowing that you have this ability to hold on to your partner, uh, I think is a, a tremendous gift that we can give people uh, in, in our in our gift guide. Yes, and what it also says, there's messages here. I'm aware of you. You matter to me. I'm here for you. So, you know, it, it really is good for your mate, for your relationship on both physical and emotional levels. Mm-hmm. It, it, it gives you that sense of a, a united front no matter Absolutely. what you're doing. If you're, uh, if you're going to uh, some family member's house or if you're going to the grocery store to pick up a bunch of groceries because you have to cook a big meal with a bunch of people coming over, it's like, look, we got this. I'm, I'm holding your hand. We're going to get through this together. And there's that level mm-hmm. of comfort that you have uh, when you have that physical connection uh, that just kind of like – like you said, it just drops the blood pressure, and that's not metaphorical. That is a literal <laughs> dropping right, of the right. blood pressure, uh, and it just makes it so like, oh, we can get through all this stuff. Absolutely. So I think that's a great one. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to add to our uh, wish list that we're going to add to uh, Amazon and see if they can come through with? Well, I think you know. I think the here's a simple one, um, and one that I. I use a lot, especially when couples are in trouble, is to say, what can I do that would make you happy? Mm. You know, what what can I do that would feel like, and we're going to we're gonna, um, vary it a little bit, or we're going to alter it a little bit for this conversation. What can I do that would feel like a gift to you? Oh, okay. So just be explicit about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ask. You know, we we so often forget to ask, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what can I do for you? Um, you know, we, we try to assume, we try to guess, and there's no reason for that. So what can I do that would feel like a, a gift to you? Um, Is there – I'm going to jump in really quick. Is there a way that you can do this? Because I know there are a lot of polite people and I, I come into contact with a lot. I'm sure I have done this a thousand times myself where somebody asks, you know, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And the reflex is I'm fine. I got this. Don't worry about it. Just go do what you're doing. I'm going to um, – is there a way that you can break through that automatic reflex of, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm fine. I don't need anything. Go blah, blah, blah. Well, rather – okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying and I think you're right. Maybe we should change the question to what's the best way that I can give you some help right now mm-hmm. or that I can you know make things a little bit easier for you right now. Mm-hmm. And, it, that and way, if they tell it, you, if they tell you, uh, and this is a scenario of too many cooks in the kitchen, of you know, you caught, you know, it's just more work if you're in here, and I have to tell you everything I need to do. 
you know, I'm 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 really like trying to be difficult with this, but I'm trying to answer all the questions that I'm trying to channel the listeners on this one. Well, there are some people myself included. Okay. When I, I'm not making holiday dinners anymore, but when I'm making holiday dinners, if I have a lot of people in my kitchen, I do find it disruptive. If everybody comes in at once, there are a couple of people who through the years have come in to help me and we work well together. And those people I want in my kitchen because we're, we have a routine going, Mm -hmm. but if everybody comes in all at once, I really don't want them in there. Um, that being said, I'm the kind of person who always wants to help people. And so, you know, I'll say, okay, you know, what can I do? You know, what can, in what way can I give, you know, can I lend a hand here? Um, but there are going to be some people who are going to say, you know, I really don't, I really don't want to, but we're talking about mates. We're not talking about, you know, just in general. So I think if you, if you just say to your mate, okay, you know, what can I do that's going to make you feel good? Mm -hmm. What can I do that's going to feel like a gift to you? You know, I want to give you a little surprise. You know, give me a hint. What would, what would make you happy? Yeah. Um, I think you're, you're likely to get a positive response. And I, I, I really like that approach of like, what can I do for you or give you that might feel like a gift? I think that's a really good approach. Um, I want to add to that, that when your spouse then follows up and gives you something to do, that do it. you don't complain about it. Exactly. Right. That you do it because if they say, oh, it'd be amazing if you could take out the trash or it'd be amazing if you could set the table or clean out the thing or get the leaf out for the table and you say like, ugh and you start right. complaining and you him and haw, guess what? You've lost all goodwill. You have no longer Absolutely. provided a gift. You've just created a Absolutely. problem that didn't exist five minutes ago. Absolutely. Good point. Good point. And then they will never ask you again or they will never feel like they can ask you again. So it or, is best. Or when you do ask in the future of like, what can I do for you? They're always going to give you that. Don't worry about it. I got this because right. when right. they do have told you in the past of something that you just shoot it down by making it yourself a pain in their ass and you have become a new problem for them as a, as opposed to a solution. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad that you brought that up. So, uh, yeah, but if you ask and somebody tells you, be ready to, to do what they've asked you to do. Otherwise don't ask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, they obviously already have a lot of stuff going on. Um, okay. This is, this is pretty this is, I think this is a pretty great list. I think if anybody got all these things on their uh, wish list this year, they would be a very happy person. They wouldn't need anything physical under the tree. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so I'm going to go through the list one more time, and uh, you let me know if you wanted to add any final things to this list or if you're pretty happy with this one. So we have uh, on our wish list for couples, our gift guide for couples, we have respect, appreciation, time, uh, doing a chore for them, uh, offering some sort of affection, holding hands, hugging, and if you got it in you, a little intimacy, and then asking them the question, what can I do to make you feel happy? What can I do to make you feel good? How can I help? How's that sound? It sounds good to me. Of course, having a little something under the tree or under the <laughs> menorah 
as a surprise wouldn't hurt either. <laughs> I mean, that is just that is just showing a little physical appreciation. So there you go. I think that's a good tip to end on because you don't want to. You don't want. We don't want to be blamed for. Well, Hitch said that all right. I had to do is deliver a little respect, and you would be fine with it. Yes. <laughs> don't cheap out on us. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, actually, I want to add that we do, uh, by the time this podcast goes up, I'm hoping we will have our gift guide, our annual gift guide up, which will have those physical items that you can stick under the menorah or the tree or whatever, however you celebrate your holidays. So uh, be sure to check that out. We will have a link on our homepage. Um Okay, this was fantastic, Karen. Uh, these are some great ideas. And, you know, the other thing about this is you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for any special day to actually deliver on any and all of these. Uh, now I have something gifts. to add. Oh, okay. G- give us something. One more. No, no, no. Not one more. Oh, okay. Not only do you not have to wait, but you don't have to stop just because the holiday has ended. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because when you – uh, I was I was kind of composing this podcast and, and trying to figure out like what we could do or what we could talk about. And we've had some some I want to say some more serious conversations as of late. And, yes. uh, <laughs> and when I was going through this one, I was like, oh, you know, this all sounds like a New Year's resolution thing or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm glad that you brought up like you don't have to stop these things. And when I think about like New Year, one of the reasons I don't like New Year's resolutions as quote unquote resolutions is because I think most people think of those as like cyclical things that ha- that yeah. just die off um, where I feel like I like hitting reset buttons or, or starting something like implementing change as opposed to like a resolution I don't know that's a, that's yeah. a completely different conversation but um, when you think of these things you're right these things are not finite you don't have to start and stop these things just do them all the time and what better reason to start start doing them than now particularly when the stress might get amped up a little bit and they could use a little extra tlc right okay all righty so uh (laughs) yeah we are we are fantastic so your gift guide this year includes appreciation uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it includes respect, appreciation, uh, time, doing chores, uh, offering affection, and just being basic and asking a simple question. How can I help you or how can I make you feel better? So with that said, uh, thank you so much, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Uh, wishing you a happy holiday season. I hope uh, the stress level stays down. Lots of hand-holding that goes on and hugs. Um, and uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. All right. I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can find this on our website, hitchedmag.com. You can follow us on all the social platforms. You can send us messages on the social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Google+. We are on all the big ones. And uh, we love hearing from you. We love your feedback. So thank you so much in advance and hope you guys have a fantastic happy holiday season. And we will uh, talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you so much, Karen. 
Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody.